TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And the big dog is not in today, but we do have Neil No Stones Malone's in the house helping the coach here on the brand new sports talk show here on the Talk Zone. Two guys and a mic. I'm one of the guys. Neil, you are guy number two. Thank you so much for uh, joining us in these beautiful studios. Well, thanks, coach, for having me. I always like to always like to see what kind of nicknames you throw around around here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you, we had a few different ones for you, but no stones I think is going to stick. Do it. It, it. You know, I'll get used to it. Yeah. Or you could prove us wrong. That's you true. could prove us wrong through your scintillating commentary, through your controversial yet educational observation. You can change from no stones to, say, maybe the czar. The czar. The I czar. love that. Yeah. Well, the there's plenty to talk about, so hopefully I can uh, prove my worth today. Oh, that's the problem with having a one-hour show. You hardly know where to go with, but uh, you are correct. Busy weekend in sports. We had NFL football. We had college football. We had the Breeders' Cup. I know you're not a big horse racing guy, but uh, a lady beat the guys in the Breeders' Cup. Always a fun thing to watch. Yeah, the Philly. Is that, isn't that what they call I believe so. Yeah. A lot of guys out there emailed me saying they enjoy a girl beating a guy, and they don't even watch horse racing. Well, some would argue it's one of the only sports where that may happen. Uh, so, of course, you got to give support to the lady. So we got to we got to throw some kudos the way of Zenyana, but it was a big NFL weekend, college football too. And uh, no stones, I know you're a Bears fan. First, our beloved Chicago Bears, embarrassed. I think I could use that word. Yes. For the second, well, one could argue for the third consecutive. It's hard to get embarrassed when you win a game. But those that actually watched it last week against Cleveland, you could say we've been embarrassed with the way our team's played three weeks in a row. Yeah, you know, you watch last week's game and you hear the Bears getting booed and they're up 23-6, to you know, late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the first times I've, I've seen a team winning by that many points and actually getting booed off the field, but their offense was just, uh, you know, not clicking at all. And you saw it in Ron Turner's mm-hmm. post-game uh press conference that he was just absolutely upset about yeah. the execution on the offensive yeah. side. And then yesterday, the defense really didn't shine either. Yeah, did they, and by the way, thank you to Ron Turner. Thank you very much. He apparently listened. Maybe he's tuning in. Possibly Ron Turner to the talkzone.com. 10 to 11 o'clock, two guys in a mic. He might be listening to the show because he did take our advice. Thank you. And that is to open up the offense to throw the ball down the field their first couple of series. Even though Arizona was moving up and down the field and scoring touchdowns at will against our defense, I was like, yes, this is what we want to see on offense. Now, things stalled a little bit, but it was the right approach. We actually threw, instead of sideways, we actually threw towards the other team's end zone. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Well, and not only did they do that, but they also opened up that screen game to Forte. Forte Mm -hmm. had, I think, Three catches for, you know, 20 yards or more in that game. Uh, and that is a great way to get him the ball because Lord knows we've been struggling to, uh, to hand the ball off to him and ha- mm-hmm. have success in that part of the game. So yeah, and the deep one to Hester, the deep one to Olsen. I really thought the offense looked good yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One week offense good. Next week defense not so good for our Chicago fans here. It's been a rough, rough season. Four and four does not look that bad in the standings, but boy. 
You have to uh, observe it to feel the true pain. Of course, we got fans all over the country watching NFL football. Both of our undefeated teams, Brady, the Indianapolis Colts and the New Orleans Saints, both continue undefeated, but both of them by the uh, hair of a whisker. Not by much. Both teams had to come back, correct? They did, and, and Indianapolis, or Houston, excuse me, had a an opportunity there at the end to kick a field goal to tie it against Indianapolis, maybe mm-hmm. send it to overtime. It missed. So, yeah, they squeaked by, and then the Saints were trailing, it seemed like, the whole game, uh, and then their offense was just a little too much in the end. Down 14 points, Carolina Panthers thought maybe they could break the streak, but the Saints, who are just feeling it, come back and win again, and, yeah, the, probably the biggest single play of the day. The biggest moment of the day was young Chris Brown. Actually, he's not so young, right? The veteran Chris Brown, the kicker. Yep. 42-yard field goal for the uh, Houston Texans. They were actually beating Indianapolis. Colts scored a touchdown with about seven minutes left. They go up. Houston drives down the field. 42-yard field goal. Earlier in the game, he had made a 56-yarder. Oh, he's yeah, he's a good kicker. You know, and he's been good against the Colts in the past. 42-yarder to win it. Wide right, wide left. Where'd it go? Wide left. Wide left. Wow. You know, and, and in, in the pro game, a 42-yarder, you, you kind of expect him to make that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in college, but, but a 42-yarder, that's got to go through. Fairly routine field goal, but you know what? I don't care if you are the best of the best. You've been playing NFL football for a long time. In any sport, we are all human, and that 42-yard field goal with no time or a couple of seconds left yep. on the clock, you know, and, and the other team calls a little timeout, and you got to think about it. Nothing automatic about that, and Chris Brown proved that, and the Indy Colts bring home a victory. Any of our listeners at uh, TalkZone.com in the Houston area, if you need a shoulder to cry on, Neil Stones Malone has a wide set of shoulders and a brand-new stone <laughs> blue, I think that would be called. Kind yeah. of a stone-slash-gray-blue T-shirt. I don't really know what I'd call it. but You uh, can rest your head and cry on his shoulders. You can call us here at the Talk Zone at 888-463-6748. That's our phone number. You want to talk some NFL football, college football, or Get off the football. We mentioned Breeders' Cup soccer and a few other things happening over the weekend. Uh, we are right here for you. 888-463-6748. If you're a little shy, you don't feel like calling up, and we are user-friendly. I don't know why people would be afraid to talk to us, Neil. Oh, absolutely. I mean, who who wouldn't want to talk to us? We're well, just yeah, you, want, I, you want a list? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Alphabetically or by subject? We're, we're open to any topic here. Absolutely. Well, there's a couple topics that our producer, David Olson, is very sensitive about. <laughs> Those a, may not involve sports. He, David, our, the, the, my bodyguard, David Olson, our producer, uh, a little sensitive when it comes to family issues. So there's a couple okay. topics. Okay. couple topics we might not. You could also email us if the phone call does not work. If you're a little afraid to call up, you want to email your thoughts, we can get them right on the air. You can do that at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. It's a little odd because our show, Neil, is called Two Guys and a Mike. We tried to get the two guys in a mic address. Already taken? Already taken. Mm. Already taken. If I find the people that took the two mic and a guys, <laughs> yeah. they will not be long for this fine planet. Yeah, I can exactly. tell you that right now. We will send Joel Radwanski, my normal partner. He has friends who knows friends who can take care of the situation. But we couldn't find them. But our email address right now is Mike Two Guys. Don't forget it's Mike M I C and the number two. So you can email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL dot Neil, you spent six and a half hours watching football yesterday, preparing, as I know. I did. A true professional would for this show. Your thoughts on uh, Bears or otherwise in NFL? Well, I was glued to the couch. I was very disappointed, first of all, in the Bears game, to see them go down by so much so early again. Because as a Matt Forte fan, 
as a Matt Forte fantasy owner, everybody knows that when you get down early, you kind of have to abandon that running game, which is kind of you know what the Bears really were successful with last year. So, yes, it's nice to put the ball in Jay Cutler's hands, but that was a little disappointing, um, not just from the Matt Forte standpoint, but the Bears just... You know, they were almost out of it before the game even got into the big swing of things. Mm-hmm. It was actually a pretty entertaining game early. Even when you're down, you're watching both teams move the ball yeah. up and down the field. For us Bear fans, even though we were losing, it was a, a different pace, wouldn't you say, than we yeah, were used was. to seeing, and it was entertaining for a brief moment of time. Yeah, it was all offense at Soldier Field yes. there for a little bit. And, you know, as much as it did... As much as it, you know, was terrible watching the Bears go down so, so fast, so early, boy, how good is Larry Fitzgerald and the, you know, that that connection between him and mm-hmm. Kurt Warner? Larry Fitzgerald is incredible. Yeah, and I and I always love Kurt watching Kurt Warner play and just yeah. the way he can fling the ball around. If you've heard me talk, if nothing else, I enjoy the mid-range passing game, the downfield passing game. Yep. I enjoy watching that. I think maybe it comes from watching the, the Bears, who haven't done it for so many years, but Kurt Warner's great quarterback. And my only comment would be, you know, the announcers were saying that, you know, Larry Fitzgerald beat Charles Tillman a fair amount, and, uh, right. you know, they weren't super critical, but Tillman had a rough day. I thought Tillman's coverage of Larry Fitzgerald, not bad. My thought processes would be to Lovey Smith, the defensive coordinator of our own Chicago Bears, Bob Babbitt, whoever else is yep. making the decisions. Anquan Bolden, the other star receiver, is out. Right. I'm not a rocket scientist, Neil. I don't play a football coach for a living. I did coach uh, eighth grade junior high football for five years with a 820 winning percentage. Thank you very well, much. Well, that puts your credentials right <laughs> up there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to say that, hey, anybody but Larry Fitzgerald is going to beat us. We are going to put two people on Larry Fitzgerald. I won't say 100% of the time. I'll keep him guessing a little bit. Right. 90% of the time. And correct me if I'm wrong, Charles Tillman, I thought, you know, covered him pretty good. Warner hit Fitz- One guy. Single coverage on Larry Fitzgerald uh, again. Not a rocket scientist, but I couldn't quite figure out that strategy. Yeah, and even after Peanut Tillman got uh, got hurt, yep. they kept going with the you know they because Tillman went out with an injury. They brought in Vasher, so it was Vasher and Bowman for a while, and they still kept on going with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Make Steve Breston or or Jeremy Urban, mm-hmm. whoever it is, on the other side, make them beat you, and, and you know, and take take Larry Fitzgerald out of the game. Mm-hmm. He's just, I mean, he's that dangerous. And the Arizona Cardinal running game, which uh, in the first seven games was not so good all of a sudden. Tim Hightower looked like the second coming of Cleveland Brown, Jimmy Brown, in his heyday. And Beanie Wells looked like a, you know, legitimate Rookie of the Year candidate. I mean, and again, for the fans that did not see it, now, Chicago area fans, you want to check in. We'll talk NFL football across the board here. Absolutely. 888-463-67. 48 here on the talkzone.com. Mike, two guys at AOL.com, the way to email us. Arizona scored the first four times they had the ball. All touchdown passes. All touchdowns, all touchdown passes. Now, a lot of times you see that stat, and it will be at least two of those four will be off a turnover. You know, where they got the ball in the 20, they got the ball in the 30. No. Uh, Four straight drives. The yards might be off by a few. Right. But the gist of it is here. 67 yard touchdown. Next time they get the ball, 72 yards, touchdown. Next time they get the ball, 80 yards, down the field, touchdown. Next time they get the ball, 73 yards. Four consecutive drives of 65 yards or more. 
I, I don't know how many times that has happened. I'm not going to say in NFL history, but I'll bet this season or the last couple, very seldom. Well, and the demoralizing thing about those well-sustained drives by the Cardinals is they take time off the clock, and each of them contained some some key third-down conversions. You know, as a as a football fan, you're always okay. You're, you're wanting to get your team to third down. They finally get to third down. It's like okay, we can get a stop. And then they just pick up the first down. Arizona was picking up every first down on you know on the third down plays that they had. Well, that, that's was... traditional of the Chicago Bear cover two defense. Right. If it's third and thirteen, you can run a fifteen yard little pattern slant in cover two right yep. in front of the back defender behind the right. close defender and pick up your thirteen yards. Thank you very much. First down and ten. What should we try next? Exactly. Yeah. And and that begs the question, Coach. What, you know, is this Tampa 2 defense still effective in this league? And what, what, let me ask you a question. What's Tampa's record? <laughs> well, thank God, not defeated anymore. They beat the Packers yesterday. Yeah. Very impressive. There, there's my answer to you is the Tampa 2 still effective. Tampa's 1 and 8. Yeah. So Anything they're... named after Tampa right now, we might want to pick a different name for our defense. <laughs> we'll call it, we'll call it Indianapolis. Yeah. Or call it the Indy 4537. Yeah. yeah, call it the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. All of a sudden, a power call it the Bengal right. AI three four. But put a winning a, name not to it, please. You know, not that, the Tampa two. That defense is a Lovey, you know, Lovey Smith style thing, and that begs the question: after this run of poor play by the Bears, are coaching changes in order? What do you think? Yeah, as in right now? No, not right now. At yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I you know again, I like. I mean, Lovey Smith, Ron Turner and company, nice guys, you know, and there right. were a few sports writers, I think, that took shots at uh, right. not only them, but some of the players questioning intelligence and stuff. No, I would never go that far, no, character no. defamation. But strictly as a football fan watching the team play, I would have replaced him at the start of the year. I think they're both nice guys. I've said it a long time. Ron Turner and Lovey Smith, Peter Principal guys. They prom- promoted, as I pop my peas here, they have been promoted. To the point of incompetence, which is the very essence of the Peter Principle. They're good assistant coaches. Ron yeah. Turner should not be running an off when you're the offensive coordinator now, you're right. basically the head coach of the offense. Right. So you know, if you're asking me should they be replaced now, I would say yes, I would have done it eight weeks ago. Well, you, you know, that's a good point. But <laughs> at at the end of the year, I, I think you you have to take a serious look at this coaching staff because it's almost like they've they've hit that ceiling. You know, they've taken this group of guys as far as you can go. Um, so I, now it's easy know. for us to say we'll let them go. It will cost the Bears what, like you know, however many millions of dollars. So yeah, they'd have to buy out. A, I think yeah. it. I thought it was like twelve million dollars <laughs> worth of drop in the buck contract. Drop in the. Bu- I'll call Mike McCasty after the show. Maybe we'll take up a collection here on the TalkZone.com. Mr. McCaskey, if you want to call in, two guys and a mic. Yeah, $5 for every call. That might be a way of getting people to call in. If you call in, we'll donate $5 to the Lovey Smith Replacement Fund. There you go. And uh, we'll motivate people to do that at 888-463-6748. Next year, out of the $12 million buyout, you know, we'll be able to pitch in, what, 150 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Neil Stones Malone sitting in for the big dog today, the pride and joy of LaGrange High School in uh, Lions LaGrange. Lions Township High School, Lions Township, LaGrange, Illinois, and, of course, uh, Indiana University. Absolutely. Looking forward to basketball season. Even though we're not going to be great, uh, Big Ten basketball is always one of my favorite times of the year. It's going to be great this year. 
That, that is on yeah. my notes, by the way. College basketball, yeah. today is the start of the season. It is. Most teams are not playing, but if you look at the TV schedule, there's actual college basketball. I think, what is it called? The the 2K Classic? I think it is the right? 2K Classic. And yeah. I don't know what the yeah, 2K stands for. Yeah, this is kind of the, the time of all the tournaments when those start. start yeah. And you got some exhibition games, but it's right yep. there for you. College basketball on your television. Uh, the long season start. It ends in March with uh, one shiny moment. And it's to me, uh, you sound like oh, a Hoops fan, too. It's, it's a wonderful five or six months. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. March Madness, best best sports time of the year, in yeah. my opinion. And the Big Ten, too. We don't want to get too lost. Yeah. I think uh, you know today we're going to concentrate a little more on football, but we'll definitely right. do a little college basketball preview show. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday here on thetalkzone.com, one of our favorite sports uh, no question about it, but um, uh, the Big Ten that you mentioned for yeah. college basketball, real quick, is going to be one of the most competitive that it's been in, a, in many, many years. Well, you have Michigan State fresh off their trip to the finals last year. You have P- Purdue ranked, I believe, they're preseason four or five. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of other teams looking pretty solid this year. Michigan Wolverines, top 20 with a good returning cast there. Uh, Illinois fighting Illini. Illinois is going to be 25. looking good. The Minnesota Golden Gophers. We're missing one other team that's top 25, but Ohio State. Ohio State, yep. So there, it is loaded in your Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, in the rebuilding stage. Better. But, but getting better. Great recruiting class. Tom Definitely Crean's better. doing an awesome job. We just need Tom Crean to loosen up uh, instead of those tight, Jockey shorts that he wears. <laughs> I would highly recommend the Tom Crean a looser fit. Maybe going to the boxer right off the bat would be too dramatic for him, but at least transition okay. into a boxer brief. At, yeah, you know, you're going to have to hit the boxer brief before you go full exactly. on boxer. I think if, if Coach Crean right now went from that tight fit that he's worn in the last couple of years right. to the loose fitting boxer, you might, you know, he might drop trial right in the middle of the game. <laughs> Which, believe me, nobody wants Kinda to Kind of like see. a Mike Singletary type move. <laughs> yeah, but he'd do it right on the yeah. court. Yeah. But uh, he's wound a little bit tight. Wound a little bit tight. Just needs to relax, take a deep breath. He's intense. Time. He's an Every intense guy. possession is not life and death, and players don't want a coach who treats every possession as life and death. So just just deep breath. What do they do? Are the women take uh, Pilates? They do. Yeah. I Pilates, think David Olson, yoga. our uh, producer, tried Pilates a couple of months back. He got kicked out of class for... Inappropriate behavior, but it was worth a shot. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's what we recommend for Tom Crean. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a little NFL round them up and wrap them up. We're going to go over all the games. I will do the rounding up. Neil Stones, Neil, no Stones, Malones. You will do the wrapping up. A lot of great games yesterday. We will touch on college football too. If you got a favorite team out there, you want to comment on them. We're right here for you at eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. You indeed can email us at Mike M I C. Two, number two, guys at AOL.com. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Quick break, back in a minute with two guys at a mic here on the TalkZone.com.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And thank you very much. I haven't met that guy yet, Neil, but whoever introduces me, he's got radio voice, and I appreciate him. Oh, it's great. It's perfect <laughs> for this. I love it. And here's the coach, John Cohn. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Monday here. We are located in the fine city of Chicago, whatever state, whatever country, whatever continent, possibly a lost island you are listening to this show from. We much appreciate your joining us. This is the beginning of week two. It's a brand new venture, Neil, hopefully five years down the road when we are uh, a famous international show and we're doing a grand tour. You will remember back to your first appearance here. I will always remember it. I, I, I This is a promising setup, Coach. I really do. You like it. I, I You're like not it. just saying that because no. a very large producer is sitting right behind you ready to slap you outside the head. I'm very impressed, and I think this could go somewhere. Okay. Definitely. You sound like you can suck Two guys up in the a best of Have you met the uh, commander-in-chief, by the way, Chris Whitting, our general manager? I have not met Chris okay. yet. You might want to mention that same thing to Chris, maybe bring a tape to him. You suck <laughs> up like that, Neil, you might be a full-time worker. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. And on the other hand, if the show gets canceled, like in two weeks. Then you'll still remember back to this performance, and you'll be part of the demise of the show. You never know which way we're going to go. I would just be, you know, one of the one of the forefathers. <laughs> and damn proud of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. As Yogi Berra once said, if you see a fork in the road, take it. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748. The phone number is two guys and a mic. NFL, round them up, wrap them up. We can cry all day about our beloved Chicago Bears. If we have some Chicago fans out there, you want to talk about the game yesterday. Uh, talking is therapeutic, yeah. right? I'm not a psychologist, but I mean, I could spend an hour on the Bears game yesterday. A but, couple but let, hours, you know, at least. But let's let's give some love to the other games. Yeah, but but uh, on the psychological front, though, and again, you've you know, you're a kid who just graduated Indiana. You right. probably took a couple psychology classes. I did. If you're depressed, frustrated, angered, and you know, instead of hitting a coworker or possibly getting mad at a family member, it's best. To talk, to talk it things out. To talk it out. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. That's, you hear Neil's voice. It's very soothing. All you do is dial 888-463-6748. And we'll work you through it. We'll work you through it. Beautiful. All right, real quick, other NFL football games. Uh, we mentioned the Saints beating uh, Carolina, keeping their undefeated streak going 30-20. to Indianapolis able to pull one out on a missed field goal at the very end. They come back and win their ball game too. How about the New York Giants losing their fourth consecutive game deal? San Diego 21, the Giants 21 of the better games of the afternoon. Yeah, four in a row for the Giants at home, but that was an exciting finish. I don't know if you saw it. Phillip Rivers threw a touchdown pass with, I believe, 21 seconds left. Extra point came, made it 21 to 20. Uh, a big win against a NFC East opponent. That's a good division. 80-yard march down the field for Phillip yep. Rivers, who was something like, what, 24, 36, 300, or 295-yard. Yep. Great afternoon for him. But, uh, yeah, 80-yard march down the field, touchdown, 19 seconds left. They throw it in the ensign, Vincent Jackson. I'll tell you, and he's he's becoming a superstar real quickly. And he's coming out of northern Colorado, so no one really knew about Vincent Jackson, mm-hmm. but he's got the size and, and the speed to be an awesome receiver in the Love league. those small school guys. Great victory for San Diego. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, a lot of people say in the second half of the season they're going to fold. They're a little bit of a mirage. I did not think so based on watching them play the Bears and a couple other guys. I think this team's for real. They prove it yesterday. They knock off the Ravens in a good matchup. 17-7 to and a gentleman named Cedric Benson. So bad in Chicago. 
so good in since the 117 more yards. I I can't believe it. And you know, and even on the defensive side of the ball, the Bengals are much improved. They they forced a ton of turnovers. I think Flacco threw what three interceptions in that game. Uh, so the Bengals are playing you know complete football. And I pick. I have to admit, I picked the Ravens to win this game, and now I am a full believer. Uh, of the Cincinnati team, I think they're really good. Marvin Lewis, the uh, one with a stare that could put a hole through a... I'd like to see yeah. a stare-off between an angry Mike Singletary and an angry Marvin Lewis. It'd be a good good contest. It'd be a good battle, wouldn't it? Yeah. But now, Marv Lewis right now is certainly a leading candidate for Coach of the Year, I would think. Oh, yeah. I mean, him and Josh McDaniels, you would think, are in the driver's seat right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Atlanta knocks off Washington. The little NFL round them up, wrap them up here on the talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. Atlanta, the Falcon, two-game streak is over. Washington, the Redskins, doesn't matter who's calling their plays. They're not that good. Michael the Burner Turner, a local guy, Neil, from North Chicago yeah. High School, 176 yards. Yeah, a couple touchdowns and tempers flaring in that game. D'Angelo Hall and the Redskins essentially getting into a fight almost with the Falcons head coach, Mike Smith. They had to stop the game. Penalty flags thrown. You can just tell that it's going very badly in in Washington. Yeah, frustration. Yeah. I didn't see the fight, but I did read the comments from D'Angelo Hall. Apparently he goes in there to help break up the fight. Yeah. And, like, the strength and fitness coordinator starts punching him out. Did he used to play for the Falcons? Was there some? He did used to play for the Falcons, but I don't think under Mike Smith. What happened was LaRon Landry, the safety for Washington, Mm -hmm. Had a late hit out of bounds on Matt Ryan, completely uncalled on for. On the Atlanta Falcons side. Uh, right there on the bench. A little hint for our young listeners out there, and if nothing else, we are a um, advice show. There you go, a counseling service. For, absolutely. For our young listeners out there, first of all, once again, any of our young listeners, are, we remind you, first of all, stay in school. What are you doing listening to the show? You should be in school. <laughs> but if for some reason you are listening to the show, if you're going to hit, do a late hit in football, out of bounds. I think you can agree with me, Neil. No stones, Malones. You want to do it on your sidelines, not the other, especially if it's the star quarterback. You want to do it where where you have a bunch of guys that have your back. Yes. Not not on the hostile other. I mean, that's just. <laughs> why would you do that? That's tr- that's called the SLHP. And by the way, kids strategic could, late hit planning. And by the way, kids could be listening to this show at school, really? via the internet. Ah. If if they're you know misbehaving or if they're yes. you know they can. Well, Clearly, study hall. the other show that I did, and, and uh, I think it'll carry over into this show, with the content and flavor that we do, we have been used many times by uh, Chicago uh, judges as a community service type thing. Where, you know, you can go out right. and uh, work at a senior citizen's home, collect so many hours, you can go up and uh, clean up the streets, pick up litter, etc. Or you could be forced to listen to two guys in a mic here on the talk zone and, and get your community service that way. I would take the latter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> It's a less painful approach, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. All right, so we got Atlanta knocking off Washington 31-17. Biggest upset of the day, we alluded to it earlier, Battle of the Bays. It was Tampa Bay in a shocker over Green Bay. Yeah, they did it in all three phases, defense. They had a special teams touchdown, block punt. And Josh Freeman, the rookie first-round draft pick Mm -hmm. out of Kansas State, the quarterback, finally getting his chance, and he made the most of it. Three touchdown passes. He was picked... Third in the overall draft, so picked pretty high, but he was behind the New York Jets quarterback, uh, Matt, and I'm going to say Matt Leiner, uh, Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Yep. And he was picked behind Matt Stafford, right. 
the number one quarterback uh, pick, oh, number one pick overall, the Detroit Lions. But Josh Freeman, awfully good yesterday. They really like this guy. The completion p- percentage wasn't quite there, 14 for 31. Mm-hmm. But he threw three touchdown passes, and he did, you know, he did what he had to to make his team win. Mm-hmm. And first victory of his head coaching career for Raheem Morris. Let's hear it for Raheem Morris. We got that. We got to get Dave to find that applause sound effect that we have, yeah. but. And if you look at him, Raheem he, Morris, he what? looks like he's one of the players. I mean, he looks that young. Wait, is he an ex-NFL player, ex-college coach, uh, ex- being a true professional sports talk host that I am? Ex-college track, player, and then he kind of just worked his way up through the okay. ranks in the pros, kind of like Josh McDaniels did. And so kind of a grinder, fought his way up. I, I had never, yeah. um, quite frankly, when I read in the paper that Raheem Morris won his first game as an NFL coach, Again, I hate to admit this, but you know, if we're going to be a show here, we have honesty, if nothing else, right, Neil? Exactly. I had no idea that Raheem Morris was the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer. But congrats to him. And whenever you get your first NFL win, it's always special. Well, he was he was the guy that they chose after they fired John Gruden for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. So. New England 27, Miami Dolphins 17. Score a little bit misleading. The Miami Dolphins, uh, no stones. Actually played a pretty good ball game. We're beating New England for a while. Tom Brady, though, third consecutive game over 300 yards. You gotta love the makeup of that New England offense. They get it done again. 25 of 33 New England wins, but, uh, the Miami Dolphins actually pretty good effort. Yeah, and they've been looking really good on offense. And they tossed in yet another wrinkle to that Odd offense. They ran the option yesterday with Pat White, their rookie, who pitched it to Ricky Williams for a touchdown. There's option out of the Wildcat? Well, Pat White was at quarterback. Okay. So, yeah, I guess you could call it a Wildcat if you're considering him a wide receiver. But okay. they treated him like a quarterback, mm-hmm. ran the option, pitched to Ricky Williams, touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, it, it never ceases to amaze me how many new things this Dolphins team can add because everybody thinks the Wildcat's going to run dry, but I'm not buying it until, you know, it, it Well, stops. and I think you alluded to it, it will run dry if you don't add wrinkles to it. Normally we think of wrinkles on an old person is not good. In the world of <laughs> NFL play calling, wrinkles... Wrinkles is a plus. A good thing. Ron Turner, if you are listening, a trick play is good once in a while. Here's a new wrinkle that I saw. I thought uh, um, the Arizona Cardinal. I've never seen this before. You know the Bears run the end around the little flanker reverse... Right. Which many teams do, and you know, for the Bears, they lost ten yards on it yesterday. Right. It's okay. I don't mind that play. A little bit of wrinkle oh, keep I, the defense off guard. I told my dad I was sitting there watching it with him. I said, you know what? It lost nine, ten yards, but thank you for running yes, a trick right. play. Thank Good. you. Good. And that, that's by the way, is a quote unquote trick play that the right. Chicago Bears have run for the last three years. <laughs> right. So that's like our one. Ooh, we're going to run our trick play, Ron. You know, you have. I mean, you got what five months in the off season, right? Right. You got a lot of time. It's your your full time job. I got to believe, Neil, if you or me, it was our full time job. Seriously, I have to believe I could come up with more creative, effective offense than what the Chicago Bears are running. You could even brainstorm on the golf course if you want. But what the Arizona Cardinals did yesterday, I don't know if you remember this play, they did a wide receiver reverse, but with a twist to it. And first of all, they did the handoff inside. The fake, you know, you got to keep yep. the defense off balance. Then the one receiver comes around, fake to him. Yep. And the TV cameras, by the way, the NFL cameramen who are the best at following the ball, they got completely faked out. What happened was after the first receiver came around, then they had, with a delay, yep. a second receiver. So 
The defense sees the first reverse. Oh, it's a fake. Now they're playing the inside run. Boom. Second and a half later, the second receiver comes around for the actual reverse. Didn't score a touchdown. Made a big pickup. That's the kind of creative, the word you used, wrinkle, that I think is effective in the NFL. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, was that the play where Alex Brown was in the backfield, but he just... Yes. You know, and that that play made me mad because I... You know, Alex Brown almost seemed like he sniffed it out, but he overpursued just a little too much. And but yeah, it, it worked. It got a big gain for him. And in the NFL, you always have to think up new things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Bears have really been doing that lately. But the Dolphins, or the Patriots, get a little revenge because the Dolphins, you know, they they keep saying that the Wildcat was born, you know, against the Patriots at Foxborough. So you know, the Dolphins blew him out, thirty-eight, thirteen, the first first game they started to use that formation so the patriots get a little revenge ah big win for new england good effort by miami moving along on the nfl round them up wrap them up good match up the tennessee titans taking on the san francisco giants i mentioned on friday's show i thought you know what two teams with losing records but i think this could be a pretty competitive game and it was indeed big win for tennessee they're two and six two in a row now mike singletary in the 49ers fourth consecutive loss but uh, no stones pretty good ball game Pretty good game. I still think the 49ers are a pretty good team, but on the Tennessee side of things, the Vince Young emergence has just given this team a, you know, mm-hmm. has basically reborn the Titans offense and uh, you know, I I think his mobility and you know, he just seems to have his head back in back in the game. So Good for Vince Young. Good for Jeff Fisher, because I love Jeff Fisher yep. as a coach. He's one of my favorites. It's the guy, when uh, I've said this before, when the Bears were looking for a head coach after the removal of one uh, Richard rodriguez Duran. <laughs> that's the guy I wanted to be the Bears coach. They named Lovey Smith, and you know, yep. you thought maybe it's going to work out. Jeff Fisher, I agree with you. Great coach. So 49ers-Bears Thursday night. Woo! I, wow. you know, don't, don't sleep on the Niners just because wow. they lost the, you know, Previously, one and six Titans. Thursday night, Chicago Bear football. My bodyguard, producer David Olson. We may, you may have to talk to the commander in chief, Chris Whitting. We may have to go to a three-hour show on Thursday. I don't care if we're interrupting. Probably a financial show. It might be like a colon cleansing, health formulated <laughs> show. But you know, Thursday night NFL football. Come on, the colon cleansing show can wait for a week. We need to have one more hour or two, uh, two mics, two guys in a mic. Thursday night, NFL Network, Maybe first not. first game of the year. Oh, boy. We're on <laughs> national football on Thursday night? Yeah. You think they're regretting scheduling that game right now? Actually, it'll be pretty good. Singletary against the, the Bears. Well, yeah, and NFL Network doesn't have the option that NBC does where they can kind of flex the games near the end of the year so that you get the more compelling matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it'll be okay. Game. Right. Very quickly before we go to a break here, finishing up the NFL, round them up, wrap them up, battle of two losing teams. Another pretty good game, pretty competitive game. Seattle defeats Detroit. The Lions were winning 17 to nothing on the road. Could have been their first road win since I think the early 60s, right before the Vietnam War started. But no, the Seattle Seahawks come back and win. Matt Hasselbeck went absolutely berserk in the second half, didn't he? Incredible second half. You just had the feeling the Lions were going to somehow find a way to to blow it. And they did. Painful defeat. Jacksonville over Kansas City. And then the Sunday night game, uh, the Philadelphia Eagle-Dallas Cowboys. I did not see that game, but the Cowboys with a big win over Philadelphia. Was, was that game at Dallas? No, it was in Philadelphia. So, so it, was, it was a heck of a road win. And an interesting decision near the end of the game by Andy Reid to kick a field goal instead of go for it on fourth down. Paint, paint me the picture real quick. What's the score? 20 to 13. Dallas ahead. Dallas ahead. 
Philadelphia driving. They're going to need a touchdown anyways. They decide to kick a, go for a 52-yard field goal on fourth and five. How much time left? Uh, four minutes. So essentially, once Dallas got the ball, they had, they you know a couple first downs, game over, and that's uh-huh. what happened. And it was fourth down, and how many yards? I think it was fourth and five, fourth and four. You know, so, something mm-hmm. in that in that range. You go for it, you score a touchdown. And they went game. for a 52-yard field goal. Yeah. All right. I tend to agree with you because first of all, a field goal from 52 yards is not automatic. No. So you're not, it's not like no, you're no. picking up the automatic three and if you miss it, they get the ball right there. They get yeah, the ball you, right there. Yeah. yeah. You got to go for it. So it was, a, it was an odd decision and, you know, Marion Barber ended up just running it out and that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. There's our NFL roundup wrap up. Any of the games you want to talk about? Any controversies? Any, uh, words of advice? Any thrilling comebacks? Uh, talk about the big victories, the tough defeats of your favorite team. We're right here for you. 888-463-6748. It's two guys at a mic. You can email us at Mike, M-I-C, two, number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Back in a minute. College football. When we come back. Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And welcome back to Two Guys and a Mic here on the TalkZone.com. I was paying bills this morning, Neil. You're a young man. You probably don't have that many uh, bills to pay, I would assume. At least I hope. Probably not as many as you. And I came up with a potential product. You're a man like me looking for a uh, possible investor, a way to... Uh, Make sure. some money, sports talk, radio, internet, sports talk, a wonderful business, but not exactly lucrative. <laughs> I, I could see that. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future for the two of us. Who knows? But here's here's my deal, and uh, you, I will be the first to offer 50% into the new business. You know how you got the little pre-made mailing labels? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got a bunch of them with the little smiley faces on them. I forget who sent them to me, but I got them. I didn't pay for them. You know, some Yeah, they, some yeah, they, they send them out to you. So Absolutely. I'm paying all the bills, and I'm really getting ticked off, particularly, and I think many of our folks out there can relate to this, the uh, the, the real estate bill, the uh, the tax bill, property tax bill, which all of a sudden jacked up like, you know, 7 or 8%. For yeah. some people, as much as 10% in the Chicago area here, and I'm sure it's, uh, you right. know, nationwide similar things, and uh, we have no control over. They didn't ask our opinion. Right? No, you didn't vote on it. So I'm really disgusted and aggravated, you know, mumbling under my breath. The kids are in the other room. I didn't want to swear verbally, but certainly my language inside my head was not good. <laughs> and I'm paying all the bills, and I got like, and I'm putting the little smiley face label on the envelopes. So you're using them, huh? You're using them. I'm ones. using them, but I'm not happy. I don't want to put a smiley face. It's, it's the exact opposite of my mood. So I thought, are you with me here? 
Okay, I, maybe, I know where you're going with this. I thought maybe there was an area for, you know, the, the anti-mailing label. Okay. The negative mailing table. Maybe with, you know, the opposite of a smiley face, a face with like the tongue sticking out. Well, if you're jumping on that train, there are plenty more emotions you could do yeah. with faces. There could be, you know, frowns. There could be... Mm-hmm. Rye smile. I mean, there could be all sorts yeah. of. Yeah. And I don't know if you know our post office probably has regulations of what could be allowed and what not. I'm sure they are under similar restrictions as we are here on Internet Radio, the FCC, and things like that. But you know, I thought there might be a need for mailing labels to uh, fit the mood, if you will. So okay. when you're paying your property tax bill, you know, you I don't know if they'd allow the one finger salute, but a mailing label with a nice. <laughs> little one finger gesture might be a nice way of you know telling them what you think about paying that bill. Well, it may fit your mood, but but it might not fit the mood of the recipient. Could be a problem. Could be a problem. By the way, you don't want that check to come in late because then they of course jack you up for another yeah. What add another one percent or two percent on the bill? All right. Don't so you, so you you might be with me. I got to come up with a business plan for this. I might change it to twenty five seventy five. You're hesitating on me. The mailing label that fits the mood, some obscene gestures, and at least, at the very least, maybe a friendly sticking out of the tongue. That that would work. It's unbelievable. One check comes in and you're paying like eight bills. It's just not fair. Yeah. Right, where were we? College brutal. football? College football. Woohoo! College football! They're rumbling, stumbling, bumbling down the field, as Keith Jackson would say. Neil Stone, no stones below a good weekend of college football. Well, Quickly switch from NFL to college. You got a favorite team out there. You want to talk about some college football. Now the time to do it on two guys at a mic, 888-463-6748. No stone. Some of the uh, big games that you watched over a very entertaining Saturday of college football. Well, one of the, one of the big games I watched was the Iowa Northwestern game. And okay, good for Northwestern. They, they knocked off Iowa, but I doubted Iowa going into that game. They lose their starting quarterback. It wasn't that great of a game, but, you know, I was a little torn because I was rooting for Northwestern, but it, it would have been nice for a Big Ten team to stay undefeated and kind of get into the mix. But then again, come bowl time, mm-hmm. you got to believe Iowa probably wasn't going to do very well in a big bowl game just because they, I don't know, they, they honestly just don't seem that good to me. Lot of upsets in college football. Number seven, Oregon goes down. Number eight, Iowa goes down. Number nine, LSU goes down. Number eleven, Penn State, they lose. Number nineteen, Notre Dame, they lose. Number yep. twenty, Oklahoma, they lose. Number twenty three, California, they lose. Lot of upsets in college football. My beloved Northwestern Wildcats did pull off the big one against Iowa. Here's what's cool about Iowa. Hayden Fry, the coach, he was the yep. first to admit when everybody said, Well, you know, we're undefeated. Right. Why aren't we in the BCS, you know, championship picture? Why aren't we ranked? Hayden Fry, the coach of Iowa, he was the first to say, you know what? If I were, you mean Kirk Ferentz? I'm talking about Hayden Fry. Kirk oh, yeah. Ferentz. Hayden Fry is the old coach. Yeah. And I say that because I don't know if you go back to Hayden Fry. I I know who Hayden Fry. The is. older Kirk Ferentz gets, yeah, he look he's starting to look more and more like Hayden Fry. They really? both yeah, they both got the square jaw. They both got, you know, the Jimmy Johnson hair a little bit, you know, good looking yeah, yeah. guys, tough guys, old Midwestern, tough, tough dudes. Right. But no, I, I thank you very much for the correction. Kirk Fronts was the first to admit, hey, if I was doing the radio myself, yeah. I wouldn't put us in the top six. I saw that quote. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I, I like that out of him, you know, looking at it realistically. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what was a great game was that Oregon Stanford game. 
Didn't see it, saw the score, uh, not a defensive clinic. No, but, you know, I, I believe Stanford was up like 31 to 7 or something. Oregon came all the way back. I think it ended up 48-42, or 51-42 was the final Stanford won, but Jim Harbaugh. What was great the final? Win. 51 to 42. I thought it was 61. No? No, I don't think they got to 60. Okay. But, but yeah, the, the Stanford put on an offensive clinic. Both teams really did, but that was an exciting game. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, the Connecticut-Cincinnati game. I'm kind of pulling for these, these, I mean, I guess Cincinnati is in, is in the Big East, but go out to the Mountain West. I'm kind of pulling for Boise State, TCU. I, I think they don't get enough respect. Mm-hmm. I think the Mountain West could be as good as the Big Ten. To be uh, yeah, you me. don't need to uh, convince me. I absolutely agree with you. Alabama, or I'm sorry, Florida, Alabama, Texas, one, two, three, as they have been for a good part of the season. Alabama, with their win over LSU, jumps back into the number two spot. But you're right, right behind them are three teams that you know are off the list of traditional powers: TCU, Cincinnati. And Boise State and all three teams can play. I'd love to see them matched up with one of those powers. Well, let me ask you this. Ohio State, they played TCU or, or whatever. Boise State, Cincinnati, did they win? Neutral, could they win? N- neutral site. Did they, did they win that game? Uh, you know what? I would say they could win, but I would say but, Boise State could beat them too. Y- yeah. So maybe 60-40 Ohio State. It, it it would be a lot closer than people, mm-hmm. I think, give those Mountain West teams credit for. I'll tell you, Cincinnati Bearcats, I watched them play for the first time to any kind of extent over the weekend. Again, any fans out there you want to talk college football, email us uh, your thoughts. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. I love the Cincinnati Bearcat. They play with an attitude. They have uh, a little uh, a sway, a little swagger to their game. And their Heisman candidate quarterback, Tony Pike, was out. So he's still out. They still have Kalaros? Zach Kalaros came in. Kalaros? 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 Pick one. Yeah, pick one. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Had a phenomenal game in the coach, apparently, in today's paper. From his press conference, he said, even if Tony Pike is healthy. And for those two guys that are Mike fans, you don't follow college football, Tony Pike was a Heisman candidate. Yeah, he was having an incredible year. And, and, but Zach Caleros has had two great games, including this past weekend when he was unbelievable. True freshman, I believe. And the coach said, even if Tony Pike is healthy, we are most likely going to stick with Zach Caleros. So a Heisman candidate who may be benched wow. in place of a freshman. Got to go with the hot hand. Interesting. Got to go with the hot hand. But the Cincinnati Bearcats with a big win? Big win. How about Ohio State, Pennsylvania State? Exactly. The big win for Ohio State. Especially, you know, because Penn State, they creep up on you sometimes. Joe Pye always says his team ready to go, but I think that that at least was a little bit more bigger bigger of a statement for Ohio State because I think people were starting to, their interest on them was starting to wane a little bit. But, yeah, I, I think if anybody's going to do anything out of the Big Ten in a major bowl game, it's probably going to be the Buckeyes. Ohio State uh, at Penn State. So everybody was talking about yeah. Penn State, the home team. They were favored by what, like seven, eight points, and the I big whiteout. You know, hundred and yeah. some odd thousand fans that's, of Penn State. That's a heck of an atmosphere. It is an impressive atmosphere. But Ohio State didn't care. They go in and uh, not only beat them, they beat them pretty good, twenty-four to seven. Two teams in the second tier of the Big Ten that maybe put on, and, and most fans, including myself, didn't get to watch it a whole lot because we couldn't find it. Yeah, it was on the Big Ten Network, but it wasn't their main game. 
So you got to be like right. a rocket scientist to figure out all the channels. But Purdue knocks off Michigan 38-36. Thrilling game. Another brutal loss for the Wolverines. And uh, Purdue has been, boy, they've been heartbreak city the last three, four weeks. I mean, uh, I should say they've been the cardiac kids. Some great victories, tough defeats. It's breaking my heart, too, as a Hoosier fan, because the Boilers are our are, are rivals. And I will be heading down to Bloomington to watch Indiana and Purdue play in a couple weeks. Okay. But you got to give it to him. Joey Elliott, their quarterback, has done a really good job. They have Ralph Bolden, that running back. Yep. He's running all over the place. And Purdue trailed in that game by by a lot to start, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah, they were down. Yeah. They were. It was back and forth, but I think they were down maybe 10 points at the yeah. most. But very exciting game. There were some good games in the Big Ten, but... What about Michigan? Man, it, they started off the year looking good, and then... What have they lost now? Four in a row? Five in a row? I mean, man. Something in that ballpark. You know, they they get blown out by Illinois. Now they lose to Purdue. And those, you know, until those victories for those teams, those teams were in the cellar. And this is a time. Michigan team that up until the last year or two, you know, two losses a year yeah, would be a bad season for them. And, boy, they dropped off the table. You just wonder when Lloyd Carr, the head coach, left. And some say he was kind of forcibly pushed out. Some say he left on his own. But he he didn't get fired. You know, was the cupboard that bare? Or has Rich Rodriguez and that staff, I know there's been some mercurial changes and stuff, have things just fallen apart that quickly? I guess the answer will be maybe in the next year or two. I I still think Michigan's going to be a good team very soon. I think next year they'll be pretty good. It's a personnel thing with Rodriguez. He runs a completely different system. I think once he gets his West Virginia-style players in there, I think Michigan starts to be a pretty good team. All right, troubled time for the Michigan Wolverines. One other team that uh, continues to have troubled time, similar to the Chicago Bears, a couple of their victories. People kind of saw through it and said, you know what, they're not playing up to the level of their talent. I think you know what team I'm talking about, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Finally, the close games caught up with them. Navy 23, Navy, Mm -hmm. and Notre Dame. 21, uh, a shocker, some would say. And it's almost like no matter who Navy has on their team, that triple option system is just always going to frustrate Notre Dame. It just, it, it always seems to, to do that. Now I know Notre Dame had that long, long streak until they lost a few years ago to Navy of wins, but lately this triple option has really been giving the Irish trouble. And like you said, you can't have that many close games and and not end up getting the short end of the stick on one of them. Boy, and you look at the recruiting of the of the teams. You know, what types of players they get. I mean, right. for five years now, we've been reading about Notre Dame. You know, you read it in March and April and May, just about every month, where they sign this top recruit from here, this top recruit from there. Last time I checked, no stones, Malones. Uh, I haven't read Navy. Picking no. up a first team, you know, high school All American from a particular state. Well, no, because they recruit on, you know, military service, and I, I actually I don't even know their, but you know that's that's in the mix. Mm-hmm. So which eliminates probably ninety percent of the players. Right. Right. It's like, hey, you want to come play for us? Well, you gotta serve in the uh, the yeah. armed forces for four years after you, you know. Mm-hmm. So on the other hand, the guys that decide to do it are usually of a certain mentality. Right. Usually pretty tough kids. Oh, yeah. But when you think about who Notre Dame is getting, I mean, if you just put it on that base level, and who Navy is getting, and I know kids change out of high school, but for Navy to pull off that victory over Notre Dame 23-21, it does say something about coaching, belief in the program, discipline, and uh, 
as Charlie Weiss and company continue to show a few cracks in the armor. I will say this, though, before we move on. Go back to early in the season, Navy almost beat Ohio State in Columbus. So this is a team, yeah. this is a Navy team that, that maybe wasn't getting enough credit. They have a tough system to defend against. You know, you know, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get with them. But, but they did play the Buckeyes very closely. That's a good close. point. Good point. Good ball club. All right. Real quick before we wind up the show, one hour goes so fast to get us. Neil, no stones, balloons joining us here on the talk zone. Hopefully we will uh, get you back in the not too distant. Oh, absolutely. I, I'll be available. I'll be here. Our regular co-host, Joel Radwanski, the big dog, working through some functionations here. So for the immediate, we're going to be rotating uh, uh, guests here, the young guns. I think Jordan Burnfield will be stepping oh, yeah. in on mic number two tomorrow. Mark Carmine, Mark Carmen from WGN coming in on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, we got Danny Sternfield. Uh, and then Friday, we've got... I forgot who we got on Friday. We got so many somebody, people coming in. Somebody completely capable. We got a large of, host, <laughs> of hosting an incredible. Well, you really can't suck up with the best of them. You know that, <laughs> David. Find a guy for the find a job for this guy, will you? I'm sure Chris Whitting would love having him around. Um, finally, before we wrap it up, we got to throw some kudos out to the female of the weekend, undefeated, coming into the Breeders' Cup, the horse known as Zenyatta, mm-hmm. but she had not raced against the guys in her final race ever she's going to go out now to if it's a female do you go out to stud i think you go oh, out to breed you're, you're just ask, asking the wrong guy. any of guy. our horse racing fans out there what does it call when a female yeah. goes out to create more thoroughbred racehorses but zenyatta challenged the boys her final race 13 and 0 undefeated and the people that saw the race of the horse racing experts say maybe the greatest most exciting Breeders' Cup race of all time. She came from last to first, Neil No Stones Malones, and the lady knocked off all the champion guys. I will say that when you know when you're actually when you get to the point when you get past the five hours of pre-race coverage, mm-hmm. the races are fun to watch. <laughs> but <laughs> there's nothing but, more oh, exciting man. than sports than well, pre-race coverage. What are you going to analyze? Uh, you know, I oh. personally tune into Jerry Bailey for that hour and a half pregame. <laughs> Something happened to Jerry Bailey's head, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. He's, the back of his head keeps growing, and the forehead keeps getting smaller. He's, his commentary on. is very good, but he's a disturbing man to look at. <laughs> <laughs> what a victory by her! And then there's another female horse out there, Rachel Alexandra. I I did know Rachel Alexandra, and was she is that. unbelievable too. She's won eight races. She won the Preakness, right? Didn't enter the Derby, didn't enter the Belmont, won the Preakness. Right. So there will be a tremendous battle for female horse of the year between two of the greatest we've ever seen, Zenyatta and Rachel Alexandra. And I think I can speak for you, Neil, and most of your friends. Anytime a female can whoop up on the guys, it's a beautiful thing to see. It is absolutely. It's all <laughs> you always you always love to give give the guys trouble. And now I guess you're not going to taunt a horse for losing to a girl, but but nonetheless, I know but, you'll be tuning into the Eclipse Awards uh, live from um, Beverly, California, in I January. Was, I was just going to ask you if they had a special awards ceremony for it. Of course they do. You, you don't even know the name, the Eclipse Awards. It's on my regular tuning every January. When the holidays are over, you know how you get depressed in January? It gets dark and everything. Right, right. The fact that the horse racing Eclipse Awards are coming up, for me and my family, it keeps us going to the month brightens of up your winter. Absolutely. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow, 10 o'clock Central Time. My bodyguard, David Olson, great job as the producer. No stones, phenomenal job. Thanks for coming in, bud. Absolutely, thanks. Have a great day, everybody.